What is up, everybody out there in podcast land? It is time for your favorite politically incorrect sports podcast. That would be, yes, the infamous, long-running, historic Sports Frenzy 2.0. This man should be president. His name is Dave Height. This is the maestro, Kevin Crane. No compliment back. (laughs) No compliment back. Wow. No. It's fine. I caught him off guard, but now I really know what he thinks of me after 30 <laughs> years of friendship. he I tell everybody that he should be the leader of the free world, and he hesitates and go, that's Kev. Glad to have you aboard. He's, he, now he's feeling guilty. He should not feel guilty. You should not feel guilty. You are my brother from another mother. That will never change. Because we've talked about this. You are the Secretary of State. <laughs> I want to be the secretary of beer is what I want to be. But enough with the tomfoolery. It is time to discuss sports with cursing, swearing, things that no other people have the guts to say because we don't give a damn. So as always, this time of year, we start off with the NFL. We are through two weeks, Dave. Do we know anything? Yeah, nobody, no, no team knows what they actually are at this point. Everything is up in the air. This is what you get from nobody playing preseason games. I have heard a lot of people say that These over the first last week. Three weeks are your actual preseason because every team is so scared shitless of injuries. Guess what? First couple weeks, how many big injuries have we had? Yep. It doesn't matter if it's going to happen it's going to happen i would rather see all these issues and everything get sorted out before game one i hate the ugly football being played to this point yeah and you mentioned injuries of course that is the headline from week two of course nick chubb with a devastating knee injury playing the steelers on monday night he is done for the year Saquon Barkley, shocking, ankle issues. Initial reports were three weeks out. Now they're saying it's week to week, but he will not play in week three. Nope. For sure. Joe Burrow, the calf that bothered him in the preseason, is now coming back to haunt him. He's iffy for Monday Night Football. And the scary thing is, when you have a calf issue, that usually, possibly, as a football player, leads to an Achilles problem. Yep, it's a precursor. We've seen it time and again. Yeah. And that's not even close. We're just scraping the surface. We don't have time to go through all the injuries. But if if you've got a fantasy football team, you're scrambling to try to fill voids, fill holes for your quarterback, for your running back position, this is another great example of why teams do not pay running backs yeah because they're dropping like flies big time so you get what you get running through here yep and news of course just broke right before we came on to the air as radio people would say yep cam Akers going to the vikings to add some depth to their backfield could he eventually supplant my sleeper pick For 2023, Alexander Madison is the number one back. We'll see. But the thing is, 
you could tell what a year or two ago. McVay yeah. hated him with the Rams. Hated him. Yeah. And couldn't and we, wait to get rid of him. We don't know why. Was it a it personality conflict forth, or what? Forth. We want to get rid of him. No, he's our number one. No, now it's Kyron Williams is taking over in the backfield for the Rams because he had a couple good games. So there you go. Wait two weeks and they'll be scrambling for somebody else. Yeah, I would not run out and get Cam Akers on your fantasy team just yet. Wait and see how this backfield situation with the Vikings shakes it's out. Sort out. Could be another committee. Just what we need. Another running More. back committee. <sighs> but we have to talk about the Bears. Boy, oh boy, do we have to talk about the Bears. The Chicago, what another suck fest. 0-2. Looked lifeless. Put forth little, if any, effort against Tampa Bay. Again, it's on the coaches. There's no game plan. What was the big knock coming out of week one against the Packers? First series, you go to DJ Moore a couple of times, move the ball. He disappears the rest of the game. So they come out, first series, what do they do? Hit DJ Moore a couple of times, looking good. He disappears again until another target in the second half. What the hell are you doing? He's your big play receiver. Look at the look at the targets for every other number one receiver in the league. They're double digit. Absolutely frustrating. They don't know what the hell they're doing with Fields. Thank God he had the guts to talk to them today. He came out in his media session. He's been robotic because of what the coaches have been drilling in. Go through your progressions. Go through your progressions. Don't run right away. They're ruining him. And he said, I need to be me. I just need to loosen up, let it go. And if I have to take off and scramble and make plays happen, then so be it. That's what you should have been doing all along. Luke Getze, you're a fucking moron for not doing this the entire time when you had to adjust last season and opened him up to let him play his game. You saw positive strides. He was able to do things. Now he's got some weapons around him. It's looking better, but he was right. He was playing like a robot. There was no game feel for him. Let him go. Yep, yep. So going to be interesting to see how they react considering they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. this week. Ah, uh, the Chiefs could put up 100 on the this shitty-ass Bears defense. Well, speaking of which, we don't know what's going on, but defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigned today. Yep, he missed last week for health and family issues. Now, there's some nasty nasty rumors circulating on social media about possible issues with the law. We will not get into that. That's not fair. No. Despite how nasty and horrible we usually are, this would not be right until there, there's confirmation. Yeah, there's nothing there right now. Bears have said no. Law enforcement has not been to Hallis Hall We'll wait and see. Are they blowing smoke like they usually do? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and the sad thing is, 
our buddy Jamie's a big Bears fan. He's been texting us today about this. And this, as a Bears fan, number one, I am getting fucking sick and tired of always saying, well, remember 1985? Remember the 85 Bears? Because every other fucking year has been a train wreck, even the Super Bowl year. When they started Rex Grossman instead of Kyle Orton, every other fucking year for this team is a train wreck. If it wasn't for the Cleveland Browns, we would be the laughingstock of the goddamn league. And this just, just puts the nail in the coffin, the icing on the cake, and I'm sick of it. Your quarterback comes out criticizing the coaches. Your defensive coordinator resigns for reasons maybe to be determined. And I'm you have a head coach who sounds like he's completely freaking lost in every media session. Because, again, I've said this for weeks and weeks and months. This cheap-ass organization will not spend money on a top-level coach. They will not. Because they're cheap-asses. I'm sorry. I know the McCaskies have owned the team forever. Sell the fucking team! Sell it! Because you're an embarrassment. You do not put people in positions of power who know what they're doing. Look at Ted Phillips, who you kept around decades. for decades and decades. The man is a train wreck. And now I don't even know what to make of polls. At GM. Yeah. Yeah. It's that brilliant I'm, move for Chase Claypool last year, that giving up a up. second round pick oh, for oh, but nothing. Oh, he caught a touchdown pass last week. Yeah, great in garbage time. Yeah, well, at least this week he actually showed up and was doing some blocking. That is going to end up but being still, one of the dumbest awful, moves of all time horrible. for the Bears. And now, if you even consider trading Justin Fields, what are you going to get for him? Nothing. A third round pick? If you're lucky. Because, like if you said, you're lucky. He's you've broken. destroyed him. You've destroyed him. Congratulations. Oh, but we're going to excite the fan base with a, a new stadium. My ass. My ass. How about you put a damn decent product on the field first? Give us something to be excited about. Give a product worthy of going to a new stadium. Then, of course, you mentioned we're playing the Chiefs. Ugh. And this I hate. This I absolutely Already hate. Already restructuring Patrick Mahomes' deal. Kissing his ass. Kissing his ass. Because they had him locked up under the old deal through, what, 2031. Yeah. And they tore it up and dropped it down to a four-year deal Fully guaranteed $210 million. Kissing his ass. And we're going to revisit the deal. We're going to revisit the deal after 2026. You had him through 2031. What the hell are you thinking? You dropped five years off the deal that you had with him. What? Because he's such a great guy. We got to kiss his ass and give him the money he wants. No, 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 no. That is not how this works. I, I honestly oh, this hope is absolutely pathetic. I honestly hope that he leaves the Chiefs after 2026. I really do. I really do. To show them how stupid they are for cowtowing again to the quarterback. This is a spiral that is getting out of control. You give Joe Burrow 
over 50 million, and two games in, he's hurt. Justin Herbert, over 50 million. Can't he's win a goddamn game thing. now. Patrick Mahomes, you just restructured his deal. Barely one and one. Barely yeah. one and one. They barely beat the Jaguars 17 to 9 down at Jacksonville. The team does not look good. The team does not look right. You give people life changing money for no this reason. This is what you get. And this is why, in a way, I'm glad the whole Justin Fields thing is blowing up because at least we know we don't have to pay him. Right. Yeah. That's the one good thing right now. You know what really scares me, though? If we if we don't end up with the worst record or we can't get the number one pick and we can't get Caleb Williams, do you know who the next quarterback, who they're touting in the draft is? Oh, God, who? Kid from North Carolina. No! Kid from Stay North Carolina. Stay the hell away from North Carolina quarterbacks. Yeah. You've been burned once by Mitch Trubisky. Do not go back to that well. Wouldn't that be just wonderful if they draft another North Carolina quarterback? Oh, is are things going to get any better? Any better? I don't know. But let me let me give you a little bit more negativity. This past Thursday night, even though the Vikings lost to the Eagles on Thursday night football, you're going to love this Bears fans. Justin Jefferson actually surpassed in yardage every single receiver in Bears history. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, as of last <laughs> Thursday night, would be the number one all-time receiver, running back, tight end, doesn't matter. Wide out, doesn't matter. He would be already the number one wide receiver in Bears history yardage-wise. How's that make you Absolutely feel? Absolutely freaking pathetic. I think they said Alshon Jeffrey is number three all time. Is, how sad is that? How sad is that? No, well, Walter Payton's in the top five. Yeah, he is because they made a point of saying that just because he's the number one above all Bears receivers doesn't mean all wide receivers. Right. Right. So they were talking running backs too. Yeah. Is oh, it's absolutely God. pathetic. So we, the we Bears can't... have never had a quarterback that yeah. can excel for a long period of time. Because the quarterback obviously feeds the wide receiver. Yep. Ugh. You know, kind of makes you wonder what would have happened if, if the Bears would have won that coin toss and got Bradshaw instead of the Steelers. Yeah. What would the fortunes have been like in that regard? Yeah, the coaching staff would have fucked what did, him they up. Would have, yeah, they would have screwed him up. He would have turned out to be like Baker Mayfield. Hall of Fame nominations were announced. Now, this is the very, very first setting up for the very first cut. Let's put it that yeah. way. So even though we've got nine first-timers, including Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates, we're talking about 173 total nominees. <laughs> so we got a long way to go. There's a long way to go. Before, before we, we start debating and, and yeah. arguing about this stuff. Of course, we mentioned 
As we move on to our secondary teams, my Buccaneers beat the Bears 27-17. God help me, they're 2-0. God help me, the Buccaneers are 2-0. They're doing just enough. Yep, they're going to screw themselves out of Caleb Williams. And they're going to end up keeping Todd Bowles as the head coach. <laughs> but your Dolphins look Dolphins good. Dolphins not looking too shabby. Defense is playing fairly well. Offense looks halfway decent, so kind of riding high with them at the moment. We'll see if that can continue. Yep, they beat the Patriots up in Foxborough 24-17. to And it, from what I got to see of the game, it wasn't that close. No, it wasn't. I, I saw a decent chunk of it, and it I turned it off because it was just going. You could tell where it was going. So, and... and it burns me because, of course, I had an island pick on that game for the Patriots because I actually thought the Patriots looked halfway decent in week one against the Eagles. And what did I say? That the Eagles looked like they struggled in week one. And again, it looked like they struggled in week two. Again, recurring theme. A lot of these teams are not, They're not ready firing. yet because they haven't played enough because they get sat for the entire preseason. So there's no game prep for them there's only so much you can do going against each other and there you go it's it's sad yeah another thing unfortunately it's really sad that happened at that game was uh 53 year old dale mooney (sighs) died during the game they're investigating what happened but by all accounts he got hit in the head two or three times during a fight Yep, he and a Dolphins fan were going back and forth during the game, and after the game, Mooney went, walked over to confront the guy and challenge the guy. What was he supposed to do? Yep, so... By early indications now is that it was a medical issue. Right. Related to it. Right, that's why they're investigating. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, but... Come on, people. Don't be idiots. It's a freaking game. Well, and the thing you got to remember is that a lot of people like you and me, we don't go to see live football because, number one, it's too expensive, and number two, because of stories like this, you get continuously fights, cursing, swearing, bad behavior. That's just us. What we would (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, there's too many assholes out there who feel that it's their God-given right to cause mayhem. It's not worth it. Right. Yeah, they get liquored up on $20 beers, and then if they see the opposing team's fan, they feel they have to go berate them, yell at them, spit at them, curse at them, and do worse. It's an unfortunate situation that never should have occurred. And this is almost flipped where they're saying a Dolphins fan hit a Patriots fan in Foxborough. Because yeah. we all heard, we've all heard the the disgusting stories when the, the Raiders the were Raiders. in, when they were in yeah. Oakland. Yeah, but it was a Patriots fan who went and confronted and right. challenged right. the vis- opposing fan in his own, in Foxborough. It, right. It never should have happened. Right. Well, because you're right, and then the fan actually fought back. Yeah. Defending himself. Yeah. You wouldn't have stood a chance 
in the old Oakland Raiders oh, stadium, no. you would have gotten beaten to a pulp. This guy actually said, all right, I don't care if you don't like the fact I'm a Dolphins fan. Enough is enough. So nothing wrong with that. Stand up for yourself, kids. All right. Uh, other games from last week we need to discuss. Again, it's week two. Do not panic unless you're a Bears fan. Because the season's already lost. Fantasy football. If you've got one win after three weeks, you're okay. You need to go at least one and two. If you go 0 and 3, you're then screwed. you got trouble. All right. So we mentioned <laughs> the Eagles beat the Vikings on Thursday night football. The Falcons. 2-0, gotta be, gotta be smoke and mirrors. I don't know how that happened. They Jordan do Love not... did not look good. My understanding is Jordan Love <clears throat> did not look good at the end of the game. 0 for 5, basically got the ball back to the Falcons who came down and won the game. Yeah. So Jordan Love is not yet the savior, the, the third great Hall of Fame level quarterback yet for the Packers. Bills took care of business, destroyed the Raiders. Bengals, we mentioned the problems, Joe Burrow. Yep. So they're 0-2, looking at 0-3 now if Burrow doesn't play Monday night. Yep. How do the freaking Lions blow that game to Seattle? They're the Lions. Home? They're the Lions. The culture of losing continues. They will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <sighs> Again, we mentioned the Chargers. In Tennessee, losing in overtime to the Titans 27-24. Brandon Staley will be the first coach fired if it's not Has Matt Eberflus. Be. Both of those guys have got to be on the hot seat. We mentioned the Chiefs in a tough, tough, low-scoring game. Beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville 17-9. to I yeah. think they're both playoff teams, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're both top level yet right i think there's what, a lot i to think go. your point about they're still rusty showed through in that game colts with the best backup quarterback in the nfl gardner Minshew, because anthony richardson can't figure out how to keep himself out of trouble yet went out in week one with a knee goes out in week two with a concussion but so gardner Minshew is there 31 20 over the Texans. Yep. And CJ Stroud does not look terrible. He is throwing the ball a lot already. Yeah, he is. So should should be okay. A, Down a the lot road. better than than Bryce. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of doubts about Bryce Young. Especially when he had to get moved under center by his wide receiver his running back. Not a good look, kid. Yeah, of course, that was a Monday night loss. Close game, though. Yep. But I think that was more about the fact that, again, the Saints offense isn't, isn't... clicking on all cylinders yet. No. And now they're waiting for Alvin Kamara to come back because Jamal Williams got hurt. Yeah, so they're a hot mess. All right, Niners at the Rams. Niners take care of business again, 30-23. But the interesting thing about that game was the backdoor cover where the Rams kick a meaningless field goal at the end of the game to screw the betters because yep. the line was seven and a half, I believe, or six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? Yeah, it had to be six and a half or seven. They screwed mm -hmm. the betters who picked the 49ers. Cowboys took care of business with the Jets. 
I don't know what that means. Jets defense still looks good, but Zach Wilson, <laughs> boy. All you hear Just, out of New York is who can we trade for? Kirk Cousins, if they go 0-3, <laughs> you know. They might be up for Justin Fields. I don't know. We'll have to see. But, yeah, that's looking pretty brutal up there. And the whole Sean Payton experiment in Denver is failing miserably. It's not looking good. As the commanders come back with Sam Howell on the road in Denver and beat the Broncos 35-33. to So the Broncos are 0-2. I, I, you know, I know he's got two Super Bowl appearances, one win. But hasn't this got to do some damage to Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame credentials? I would think so. It would have to. I mean, he's looking awful. He has regressed so far. He's never looked this bad in his career. No. And now he's actually got a good head coach. So what does that say? You could make the excuse, the Nathaniel Hackett excuse last year. Yeah, this year you don't get that. Then we mentioned Dolphins over Patriots. You wonder where the Patriots are going. We'll talk more about them when we get to our picks for week three. And then the Monday night defensive battle. Yeah, we talked about the – it was a doubleheader, so we talked about the Panthers-Saints with the early game. And then, of course, the marquee game was the Steelers hosting the Browns. Steelers taking care of business 26-22, but neither offense looked good. They, well, no, Steelers scored two touchdowns on defense. Yeah. Yeah. 40 points, I think, Mrs. C got out of them. Yeah. Yeah, because Deshaun Watson does not look right. Last year, you no. could write it off. This year, you, there's no excuse. No, there's not. Cleveland's on the hook for all of that money, guaranteed. Kenny Pickett doesn't look any better after he all the preseason not. hype. But the Steelers' defense won the game for him at least for one week. Yep, so we'll see how that everything shakes out there. Coming now into week three where we start off Titans at the Browns. Oh, God. I don't know what to make with the Titans offense. I like the Browns defense at home in this one. That's why I took them. Yeah, I'm Island Boy right now. We've still got two picks out of our eight panelists waiting to come in. So out of the six that are in, I am alone. I just like the fact that I'm kind of done with Kevin Stefanski as a head coach. He's had so many opportunities that he's never been able to get over the hump with this team. Deshaun Watson, as I just mentioned, looks terrible. Now they lost Nick Chubb. I've still got Derrick Henry on my side. Yes, I've got Ryan Tannehill as well, but I also have the better head coach in Mike Vrabel. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be a close game. I think the Titans win this, but everybody else, the Taking other five the Browns picks in. at home. Of course, kids, as we always tell you, there will be spillage. Yep. So get ready for it. Next up, Falcons go up to Detroit to play the Lions. We talked about the Lions snatching defeat from victory. But so far, all of us are taking the Lions. No belief in the Falcons at this point. All the Lions have to do is stop the run. Now, it's kind of hard to do when you've got two really good young running backs with Bijan Robinson and Algier. 
but Desmond Ritter is not doing anything as a quarterback. No, nothing at all. The Artie party is strictly ground and pound right now. Now, Arthur Smith, to me, is a very good head coach. I think he will stick in the NFL for quite a while, maybe not with Atlanta, but I could see him being one of those coaches that gets a second chance somewhere else with a better team. He's doing the best he can with what he's got. He's got a stud running back. They're going to feed him, but There's the Lions not much are just, else there. The Lions. They have the better talent. Yes. Yeah, I won't go with the better head coach, but no, I'll go with the better, better talent. better talent. Then the Saints go into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Split right now between the Packers for you and me Bill. and Bill. The Saints for Sam and Doug and Aaron. I just don't like this Saints offense right now. No. Especially it, now this week they will not have Kamara or Jamal Williams. So you're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill. And this Taysom Hill experiment. Just it, it's, end it. It's pathetic. Nobody cares for it Watching anymore. that, that game, that early Monday night game with the Panthers, where it was like every series they had to bring in Taysom Hill for a play. No, it's got to disrupt don't. the rhythm. I can't believe Derek Carr can get into a groove like this. You can't, not when you're playing that bullshit. I am worried about the Saints' defense looks good, but at home, I think the Packers win this game. Yep. All right. Spillage will be right back in segment two as we continue with our picks and then get into college. Hi. I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany! Come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? <sighs> Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. All right, you know what's coming in football season with spillage here as we record September 20th, 2023, dropping Thursday the 21st. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And he is your Uncle Dave, the conquistador, Dave Height. And here we are continuing football talk on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy, baby! Otherwise known as iHeartRadio. <laughs> All right, continuing with our picks from segment one. With the NFL, and then we will segue into college, and then we'll do our picks for those teams as well. Once Don't we... forget the Facebook page. Everything will wind up on there. NASCAR, baseball, football. So we left off 0-2 L.A. Chargers going into Minnesota to play the 0-2 Vikings. <laughs> kind of shocking that both these teams are 0-2, and one of them is going to be 0-3. God which help is us. kind of a death knell. It's been yeah. done before to come back from 0-3, but... It's rare. It's very rare. Yep. 
Oh, I went back God. and forth on this game, and I I made my final decision before I heard the Cam Akers news that we discussed in segment one. And again, I don't know how much of an impact that would have had either way. I'm looking at the fact that there's no Austin Eckler, most likely, for the Chargers. I was not impressed with Joshua Kelly last week as his backup, his replacement. I, of course, am not impressed in the least with Brandon Staley. No, and the Vikings aren't anything to be proud of at this point either. But they still have the best receiver in the league. They do. And Kirk Cousins for as much grief as he gets. Six touchdowns, one pick through two games this year. Yep. That's all right. I'm still discounting the Vikings, and I am on Charger Island at this point. Right now, six of our eight panelists have their picks in, so there could still be somebody, somebody to else join you on the join island. Join me, but you never know. Yep. Another tough, tough game to pick. Oof. Patriots at the Jets at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> I, I, this is so difficult for me to think of the Patriots going 0-3, but... Have they shown enough through the first two weeks despite a brutal schedule at home with the Eagles and the Dolphins? Have they really shown enough for me to believe they can score points on this Jets defense? No, I haven't seen it. It's just not there. So Even with Zach Wilson at quarterback, keep that in mind, kids. We're, we're picking Zach Wilson over Mac Jones. Yeah. Yep, except for the Big Blue W, he's taking the Patriots. Yep, he is on Patriot Island with the rest of us going with the Jets at home. And the thing is, I think I read today that Mac Jones has thrown more passes than any quarterback in the league through two games. You have you have Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, and why are you throwing why the goddamn you ball throwing so much? The ball, you've got two good running backs. Give it to them. What? Now, keep in mind, Bill O'Brien's running that offense now, so it's not Matt Patricia. Right. So what the hell is is O'Brien going senile? Maybe you get up in that uh, that booth at Foxborough and, yeah, (laughs) there's some kind of brain-eating fungus in there. I don't know. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. No. It's not working. Not working at all. All right. Bills going on the road to Washington to take on the Commanders. Yeah, Bills across the board. Although I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think it's probably a touchdown game, which is what the the point spread says. The point spread is six and a half. Yeah. So, but Sam Howell looks good, but I don't know where this what the identity of this team is they don't have a dominant running back week in and week out um, there's flaws McLaurin there. sometimes looks good sometimes doesn't the defense is Chase Young does what he is play he? does he even play you know for a high pick who's supposed to be a dominant you know Miles Garrett type yeah, defensive end, pass rusher. There's he nothing barely there. plays. So I don't know if you can trust the defense. Yep, as Dave said, Bills across the board. They get everything right, get back to two and one. Yep. Steelers going out to Vegas to take on the Raiders. We have Aaron on Raider Island. The Raiders <sighs> have done nothing to impress me. No. They really haven't. 
Josh Jacobs does not look like the same running back that he was last year. That could be because they've swapped out Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. A myriad of reasons. Maybe they just haven't played enough. And then you've got that wicked Steelers defense. Come on. That's going to carry the day. I agree. I agree. Like you said, Aaron is on Raiders Island. Then we've got another doubleheader on Monday night, September the 25th. I had to put it on here. They're both 2-0, and but uh, I don't think there's much doubt as to who wins this game. No, Eagles go in to play the Buccaneers at the Raymond, Raymond James, James Stadium, Stadium, but it's Eagles across the board. And then, of course, unfortunately, because it's about injury to the quarterback, the late game on Monday night holds a lot of intrigue because the Rams go in at 1-1 one and one to play the 0-2 Bengals. Could we seriously be looking at an 0-3 Bengals team? The way things are lining up, it's looking like we could have that. Because I'm not getting a lot of positive vibes out of Bengals camp in terms of Joe Burrow playing this week with that calf. Yeah, not and, when not when members of the team are saying, yeah, we probably should have sat him for the first couple of games to let the calf get right instead of throwing him out there week one. Yeah, and the backup has never, ever thrown a pass in the NFL. Hence, ergo, and therefore why I am taking the Rams – who look a little bit better now, now that they've got... The, the the amazing thing about it now is Sean McVay is a good coach. I don't know if I think he's a great coach, but I think he's, he's a, good, a coach. good coach. Same thing with Matthew Stafford in terms of a quarterback, but I'll give him credit. He ditched Cam Akers because he likes Kyron Williams. So Kyron Williams is now your number one back. You got a number one you back. You got what you... And want. even though Cooper Cup is out, this Puka Nikoa kid catches more passes in the first two weeks than any rookie has ever caught. Yeah, it's in two games. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So the Rams somehow have been able to bounce back a little bit after an off year. So I think it's going to be close, but the Rams win this game in Cincinnati. Yep, I'm going with the Rams, as is Sam and Doug. Aaron and Bill have the Bengals. Yep. All right. Switching gears to the college ranks now. Really not a lot to talk about in terms of the games from last week. Now, Notre Dame beat Central Michigan 41-17. They looked ugly doing it. And Miami beat Bethune-Cookman 48-7. Notre Dame's still number nine in the AP poll. Miami bumps up a little bit to 20. But again, overall, last week, really the only big upset to report is Florida in the swamp beating number 11 Tennessee 29-16. Part yeah. of me thinks I should have seen this coming. Yeah, I know. We, we kind of talked about it, Tennessee not having that, that offense that they did no last year. No hand hooker, yeah. So... Yeah, but otherwise, we did pretty well because, again, there weren't a lot of games out there to really impact the standings or the rankings in terms of upsets or no. you know, not a lot of ranked matchups. We've got a lot this week, so we're going to speed through the news, get to these picks because we've got a lot of good games to pick here in week four. Now, of course, we talked about Mel Tucker 
with the Michigan State debacle. He has now been informed he will be fired for cause. So the big, long contract extension they gave him, unlike what Notre Dame (laughs) gave Charlie Weiss, it looks like Michigan State's going to be able to get out from under. Yeah. Of course, Mel Tucker. He's going to be fighting it every step of the way. Yeah, he's already come out and calling it a miscarriage of justice. (sighs) We'll see. I mean, I can't believe they would go through this process without having documentation of all these things he supposedly did in the sexual harassment situation. Yeah, because Michigan State has got to clean up their reputation in this regard. Yeah, completely. The entire athletic department. And again, we talked about this. Yep. Going back to Miami for a second, very happy to report that Miami landed the number four overall recruit for 2025. Defensive end Armando Blunt will be coming to join the Hurricanes. As that hurricane keeps picking up strength, it's a Category 1 right now, heading for Category 5 in a couple years, baby. I I think you've been trying to tout this for a few. Oh, shut up, Dave! Let me have it. Let me have my little (laughs) victory over Jimbo Fisher and and call that a pivotal moment. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, Ugly, ugly, ugly fan news coming out of Colorado. These asshole trolls living in mommy's basement putting out death threats against Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn for that hit. On the Colorado player. The two-way player. The two-way Their player. Their big star. Yeah, he's going to be out gonna about be three out, weeks. At least with the lacerated liver. Yeah, he got flagged for it. It was more of a late hit. No college... Nobody should receive death threats over a damn game. That is completely asinine. And at least Deion Sanders did the right thing. And call them out on it. Yes. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you what. I am getting. I am. I am tired. I'm so over it. I'm worn out already by the Deion Sanders hype train. God help me, Oregon, kick the living shit out of them this week, please. And, sh- and then USC please. the next week. Shut them up, please. Shut this whole thing down so we can move on. Oh, the most highest rated Joe ever game ever with Colorado, Colorado State. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Because most people were trying to tune in to watch Dion go down. I just, I, I can't buy into the fact that this arrogant asshole is being touted as the next great coach. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to wind up coaching the Cowboys here in another year. Yeah, what, year next, Terrell Owens going to start coaching? Would it surprise Ocho you? Ocho Cinco? Would it surprise you? I, I just got a feeling this message is going to wear very thin very quickly. Absolutely. All right, shall we move on to the games for the week? Yes, I think we shall. All right, Friday night, September the 22nd, Boise State at San did, Diego State. Did you State. want to recap or no? No, like I said, there's nothing to recap nothing other major. than Tennessee, Florida. All right, let yeah, us continue. I don't think any of those games are worth mentioning. All right. Boise State at San Diego State Friday night, the 22nd of September. I like Boise State in this. 
I usually like Boise State. I just don't know. This, this I did not have a feel for, and I went to my fallback position. When in doubt, take the home team. And you and Aaron go with San Diego State. The other four of us, for right now, with picks in, take Boise State. Yep. All right. ACC matchup. Number big one. Four, big big one. one. Number four, Florida State at Clemson. Unranked Clemson. A noon who game. Saw, on, who saw that coming yeah, a noon. It's a noon kickoff on Saturday the 23rd. <clears throat> that should tell you right there how this game has fallen from grace. Yeah. This should usually be an 8 o'clock matchup. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because Clemson has not looked good over the last year plus. No. Nope, and I don't have any faith in them right now. I no. just don't. No, there's no reason for optimism at the moment. But Bill is on Clemson Island so far. Yeah, I know Florida State struggled a little bit against Boston College, but in conference, you're going to have games like that every year. Right. You're going to overlook somebody a little bit. Yep. Auburn at Texas A&M. Can Jimbo Fisher keep his job for another week, or will Auburn really put the final nail in the coffin? Because I'm hearing already the boosters have the money to buy him out. <laughs> the boosters have the money to buy him of out. Of course they do. The boosters they have the, much, they have have the, money, the money to money. get him, to give him the big contract. Of course they have the money to buy it back out again. Oh, I'm I, sure some of them put it in a special account just waiting for the moment, knowing what happened at Florida State. You could see the writing on the wall. I just I think he's going to buy himself another week. I don't have a good enough feel for Auburn to think that they can beat A&M at home. Now, Doug and I are going with Auburn. Yep, the other four go with Texas A&M. I think Jimbo Fisher's on the train out of town. SMU at TCU, the battle of the initials in Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think TCU is starting their slow climb back to relevancy. I'm not saying yeah. they're going to get to Side, the, the college football playoffs again, but after that embarrassing loss to Colorado. They, they, they're finding themselves again, and at home, it's the Horned Frogs across the board. Number 15, Lane Kiffin and Mississippi go in to play. Number 13, Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Alabama's got some offensive issues. Well, they, they keep switching quarterbacks back and forth. They don't know who they want. Obviously, Notre Dame transplant Tyler Buckner did not fare well. And I think you're starting to see what Notre Dame fans knew. Tommy Reese is not a good offensive coordinator i was waiting for that <laughs> i just i'm still not to the point yet where i can take lane kiffin beating nick saban in tuscaloosa that's where i'm at as well as much as i wanted to take mississippi i don't see saban letting that happen i don't see him losing two games this early in the season no they, so, they will stumble it later on, but I don't think it's going to be this one at home. Right. So you and I and Bill take Bama. Sam and Doug and Aaron, though, take Ole Miss. Yep. Like I said, I thought about it, but th they're not going to lose this one at home. Another impressive matchup. Two top 25 teams. Number 22, Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins on the road to play number 11, the Utes. Yep. And... 
Bill is on UCLA Island right now. Utah's number They're, one. You've got a great head coach who can adjust. He's dealing with quarterback injuries, but he's dealt with them here through the first few weeks very well. I don't see UCLA being again. UCLA has gotten better with Chip Kelly, but, but they're, they're not, not good there. enough. They're not to that next level yet. No, kind of like with what we're talking about, Lane Kiffin in the last game with Mississippi. Haven't gotten that team to the next level yet. We're seeing it right now with a team like Florida State. We're seeing it with a team like Texas. Yeah. But we're not seeing it with teams like Mississippi and here with UCLA. No, nope. and Utah has been at a decent level for years now. Yes. All right. I love this game. I love this game. BYU at Kansas. This is going think, to be a fun one. I think this is smoke and mirrors. I think this is smoke and mirrors. I don't like this this spread at all. I don't understand where the spread is coming from. Yes, Kansas is better than the laughing stock they were four, five, ten years ago. But BYU is still a solid program. I don't know how Kansas is favored by nine and a half. I don't get that either. Even and I if think, they're at home, I think that's a lot still of us, too much. A lot of us are looking at this like a sham spread because you and I, along with Doug and Aaron, are all taking BYU. Only Sam and Bill go with the Jayhawks at home. Yep. Yeah, I no BYU is a much better team. Texas Tech at West Virginia, two teams I usually love to put in our weekly picks because they're always competitive, not always winning, not always losing. They're just kind of they're, they're a thorn there. in your side. They they will do just enough to screw you every step of the way. Yep. So that's why I love to have them every week. So they play each other this week. I like Texas Tech a little bit better on the offensive side, so I am going with Tech on the road. When in doubt, <laughs> home team on this one, West Virginia. Aaron is with you. The other three, Sam and Bill and Doug, go with me with Tech. All, All right. right, I got to bring this up. Okay, as we go to Oklahoma State <laughs> at Iowa State. <clears throat> what the hell happened to Oklahoma State last week? Losing to South Alabama, thirty-three to seven. Gundy I, is always going to have that one game where he looks like a complete moron. Oh my God, that was pathetic, though. And I know Oklahoma State was not expected to be great this year, transition year for them. But still, I gotta believe this is a bounce back because Iowa State can't score. Yes, Iowa they have a great State defense. But... doesn't have an offense because of the betting scandal. They've been getting trounced, and yet they're favored in this one? By three and a half. How? I, I don't, don't get it. I'm, ta I'm taking Gundy. I'm, I'm taking, taking the mullet. I'm taking the mullet. I'm taking the 40-year-old man. I'm 40! Come after me! So you, me, Doug, and Aaron, Iowa State for Sam and Bill. All right, another great top 25 matchup, number 14, Oregon State, and number 21, Washington State. It's the, the Pac-2 Bowl! Yeah. <laughs> exactly, the final two teams who are going to be left in the Pac-2 next year, both ranked. God help, God bless them God. For, for being this good with all the chaos around those programs. It's it's a shame they have to meet this early in the season. Yep. 
They uh, should just play for the championship. Screw the rest of them. Yeah, F it. You're all leaving. Fuck USC. Fuck UCLA. You're all leaving. Oh. I like Washington State's offense a little bit better. So do I. As does Doug, obviously, taking them. But it's Oregon State for Sam, Bill, and Aaron. So we're split right now. And then, of course, the primetime matchup here in South Bend, Indiana. Number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. You know damn well who I'm it's taking. It's a split. I, I really was leaning at Ohio State, but then I'm – this is – could be that that year Notre Dame pulls that big upset. They have the experienced quarterback at home. You've still got the untested young guy at Ohio State coming on the road in his first really big environment. Would it shock me if Notre Dame won? Absolutely not. But I just don't know if I see it. Because Ohio State, of course is going to recruit better. I like them overall better as a team. Sam Hartman might be the better quarterback. Of course, you're alluding to him. Yeah. I think the whole – I was hearing, of course, local media brag, oh, Notre Dame's top five in this defensive category. It doesn't top matter. You haven't played anybody yet. Now you play the big boys. So now let's Ohio see. Ohio State hasn't played anybody yet. Nobody's either. played anybody yet exactly. for the most part. So here you go. So Ohio State for me and Sam and Bill, Notre Dame for Aaron, Doug, and of course your uncle Dave. Mississippi State at South Carolina, a nice little tasty middle pack SEC matchup. Yep. Ugh. I just have a thing for South Carolina. Uh, last <laughs> year, they played so well. Not the Cox, Dave! Don't, I did not say that! I did not say I had a thing for the Cox. You choking on your beer. That does not count as me saying I had a thing for the Cox. Don't you dare go there. I let you do it. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I said nothing. All right, I got a thing for the Cox. <laughs> Ladies out there, disregard that statement. It's so not right. true! It's not true! No. That's but, right. Everybody else except for Doug is with you with South Carolina. I just like the way the, the Gamecocks finished up last year. Yes, they haven't performed quite as well here at the start of 2023. They've had some performance anxiety. And, of course, with Mississippi State, we don't have the Pirate anymore. Right, they're just, still lost in transition. Yeah, they're not terrible. They, they've they done okay getting over the loss of Mike Leach, but yeah, like you said, everybody but Doug going with the Gamecocks. And then finally, another game I waffled on at the last possible second. Screw the point spread! I looked at the numbers. <coughs> I will go on UCF Island. I don't like Kansas State. I have never liked Kansas State. They're one of those teams that always kind of does okay and sneaks into the top 25, and then they find a way to shit the bed. Going back to the years with Bill Snyder, yep. I think UF, UCF still has a dynamic offensive program. I almost went there with you, but it's Kansas State at home. And they're favored by six. I get it. 
But again, I look at that point See, spread. I, didn't, like I, look, I, I don't even look at the point spreads when I make my picks. No, you just look at your bowl of SpaghettiOs and hope that the numbers and, and the, the letters align to tell you which team to pick. This this week, the silver and purple just called to me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I will go with Central Florida, go with UCF, my boys down from Orlando. Yep. So I will be on that island, and that's fine. And there you go. So that is all of our college picks for you. Of course, we still have to talk about baseball. We still got NASCAR. We've got some badasses, some dumbasses. We'll try to fit it all in in three segments. We might have to go four. We'll see what happens. One never knows. Because we do have a lot of NASCAR news, a lot of racing news to talk about. So we might have to go four. We'll see. We will do as we see fit. And maybe you just get a, a couple extra bonus minutes of the charisma and charm of Kevin Dave. And who doesn't Bully like for you! Bully for you! Go Cox! We'll be right back. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular how to make the Hall of Fame without really trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, everybody, we have covered all the football, college, the pros. Now it is time to move on to NASCAR and baseball here in segment three, Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping. On September the 20th, dropping on the 21st, he is your best friend, your brother from another mother. He is the conquistador, Dave Height. And this, the maestro Kevin Crane, the best friend you could have. But you still we can't make you. up for the fact in the seg- the first segment I, I said you should be leading the free world. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Got to uh, be the brains behind it all. <laughs> All right, NASCAR, tons of racing news to discuss. Oh, my God. Um, First up, I guess we have to cover Bristol, the recap of last Saturday night's Bass Pro Shops night race. Christopher Bell goes three for three in the playoffs with the polls, but he cannot win a race. Nope. This one, Denny Hamlin pretty much dominated. And again, it's, it's not the Bristol we used to have. So, the elimination race knocks out Kevin Harvick, knocks out Michael McDowell, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Joey Logano are your four that are gone. Now, I got to ask you something, and I'm going to do this right on the air, so I don't care. I don't understand the point system in the playoffs because 
and this might be something they've been doing for years, but Martin Truex barely got in to the round of 12. Now he gets everything reinstated and he's back up at the top? I don't get that. How does that happen? If you look at the point standings right now, Martin Truex, who barely got in because you know he had two terrible races right. to start the playoffs, he gets all these playoff points reinstated, so now he's back up. I'm at, gonna, I would have to go in and relook at how they do that. Yeah. Because I've not paid that close attention Because to now it. they're making it – I don't know if they changed the rule this year or something, but now it's like if you get through a round – without being eliminated, you your jump back up points. to your previous ranking that was set at the beginning of the last round. No, because, because now he and Byron, they're all back up at the top like they were at the beginning of the playoffs. That's ridiculous. It should be whatever play points. They're not getting penalized for the bad races they had in the first round. That makes zero sense. That's why it's very odd to it's, me. I'm wondering if this is brand new this year. And if it's not, I apologize. But I don't remember ever seeing this. Because I figured Truex would be right there at the cut line. Yeah, he should the, be. In, starting the races for the round of 12. And now he's back up at the top again. I'm going to have to do some research on that. Homework time. Now, speaking of Bristol, the dirt race is gone. The dirt race is gone. Both Bristol races will be on concrete in 2024. So you're not going to have to deal with that messy, sloppy, ridiculous dirt race. Yes, some of you will be upset. It was a shit show. Go to Eldora if you want to run on the dirt. Put a race in for Eldora. Quit wasting money. Now, bad news. Good news as Dave and I look at it, going back to two regular Bristol races as opposed to one on dirt. Bad news is the clash is back at the LA Coliseum. Oh, for the love of God. That's a, it's not a good race. It's not. February 4th, 2024 will be the third annual clash at the Coliseum. God, it's awful. It's horrible. Well, Dave. Good news, diversity. They're going to run a Mexico Series race in the Coliseum earlier in the day before the clash. What the hell's that got to do with anything? They're showcasing diversity. Those talented drivers in the Mexico Series. Okay. It still doesn't discount the fact that the racing at the Coliseum sucks. Well, another track... <clears throat> Is getting screwed. While the Coliseum continues to get the clash, Bristol will have its two races. For the first time since 2009, no race in any of the Cup or the, the NASCAR levels, Cup, Truck, Xfinity at Road America. They're taking all the races away from Road America in 2024. Eh, whatever. See, I thought that would bother you a little bit more. It bothers me. I kind of liked Road America. It was all right. What? What? Why is Coda? Why is Circuit of the Americas so much better? It's not than Road it's America, in Texas. I want him to go back to Riverside, dump Sonoma, and go back to run in Riverside. 
Hopefully, we will see more changes in the schedule in the next year or two. One, I'm already hearing rumors, help. just rumors, just rumors, that they're going to pull the Texas race out of the playoffs and move it to the spring. The Texas race we're going to be picking in just a few minutes. Yeah. All right, here's one for you. Let them run Willow Springs. Ooh, Gran Turismo. It's the one where, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The driver driving the Cobra wrecked and lost his life. The British driver I, making the run. I, I can't help from you with Ford that. versus Ferrari. Oh, they God. were testing. Oh, at the Willow one, Springs. The Christian Bale played. Yeah. Oh, I can't they remember. They were his testing name. at Willow Springs. Yeah. And he lost it in one of the corners. Yeah, and of course, that's one of the, the more prolific tracks on Gran Turismo, the video game. We've got Charter News, which is very odd and very interesting at the same time. Spire bought Live Fast's Charter for the number 78 for approximately $40 million. Now, here's the tricky part of this whole deal. Zane Smith is going to run in that car in 2024, but Spire and Trackhouse have an arrangement where in 2025, Zane Smith goes to Trackhouse. Uh, supposedly, supposedly on a multi-year deal starting in 2025. So Zane Smith will take the Spire Charter in 2024, then move to Trackhouse. And here's the part I don't understand. So what happens with Shane Van Gisbergen? Because Shane Van Gisbergen supposedly inks a development deal for 2024 with Trackhouse, where right. he's going to run on all three levels. So they're going to screw him at the cup level, are they going to have him then run Spire? I don't know. That's the thing. I, I mean, have this no idea. Is but just, it just sounds like they're screwing Van Gisbergen right after agreeing to bring him over. It makes zero sense. <sighs> and I'm sorry. I, I know Zane Smith has got some success, what, the truck series? Yeah. I, but... How many how times often does that how many times exactly how many times do we see this translate? Speaking of which, a man who's getting yet another chance, somebody who was supposedly the next big thing. Caleg Racing is going to bring Daniel Hemrick back. Oh God. In the number 31 cup car in 2024. Again, it's one of these promising up-and-coming guys who gets crap equipment. And I still wonder, when is Noah Gregson going to get a second chance? Kyle Larson got one. You got to sit out a year. Right. And in <laughs> F1 news, oh, my God. Max Verstappen didn't win a race. <laughs> his, didn't even podium. His record <clears throat> win streak ends at 10 at the Singapore Grand Prix. And as Dave mentioned, didn't even make the podium. Nope. Now now there's questions. Did F1 put the fix in by making a late season technical change? 
which kind of hosed Red Bull on that. That's the conspiracy yeah, and that going was, on that was right another now. big streak that, that ended, too, was Red Bull's streak. Yep. We'll we'll leave we'll that discussion for another day. We'll see if they come to day. the next track. Yeah. They said Singapore was going to be the weird one, but we'll we'll see what happens. I think F one starting to manipulate shit. All right, playoff race four. Speaking of manipulating shit, we're waiting for NASCAR to figure out a way to manipulate things so the guys they want make it to the final four. We're going to start seeing that now. I guarantee you. Playoff race four, September the 24th, the Auto Trader Echo Park, 400, Texas, Motor Speedway. Yeehaw! Tough pick for me. Very tough pick. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Of course, Sam has now taken over the lead. So Sam goes with Tyler Reddick, as does Bill. I would have probably taken Tyler Reddick if Sam had gone somewhere else. But I have a backup for Tyler Reddick that I'm going to use later on. So I am going to go with the man I just talked about who somehow reinstated at the top of the rankings, even though it's not his best track. I think, and we'll talk about this later, the inspiration for what happened this past week to him personally will push him not to win. I don't think he's going to win Texas, but he's I think gonna he's going to post very, very good numbers. Martin Truex Jr. for me at Texas. I got nothing to lose. I'm going with Mr. Larson. I got I got to get my points up there to try and not be in the basement. I got to go for that fifth finishing spot. And, of course, one of your competitors in the bottom half, Nick, yep, is Nick also taking Kyle well. Larson. So, and then we've got Doug, who's in the hunt, takes Kyle Bush, and Aaron is going with Kevin Harvick. Yep, still waiting on Mississippi, but we've got some time left before our 10 o'clock deadline as we record. Yep, I'm just glad I did gain a little bit of ground after the first two disasters. Last week was semi-kind to me. So I made a little bit of a bump up. Yeah, but... I'm mad at myself because I should have just gone with the take the best driver you can, compile the points. And let the chips fall later. Yeah, and I said, okay, now I've got to start taking guys who I know won't be there at the end. And so last week taking Kyle Busch was not a good decision. Not a good decision. Despite his history at Bristol. Not a good decision. So now I'm kind of trying to outthink my opponents, Sam and Jen and Doug. I think I'm okay with Doug taking Kyle Bush now. Yeah, I think you're okay there. But but yeah, now I have to go oppo for a while, save a couple guys, and I know we'll be there at <clears> the <throat> end who maybe Sam or Jen have burned up. Hate to play defensive with this stuff, but sometimes you need to. The best offense is a good defense sometimes. Moving on to baseball. You want to talk about your White Sox? Hey, they're five games from their 100 losses. Here we come, baby. I knew that would make you happy. I have not watched them or paid much attention since Christopher Getz was named president and GM. Why? 
This season is done. I see no hope at this point going forward. You want to tell the kids the record or you want do you want me to? Oh, they're sitting at 58 and 95. 23 games behind Minnesota in fourth place. The Cubs, meanwhile, trying to make this as difficult as possible. Boy, they hit a skid at the bad time. The Arizona Diamondbacks own the Cubs this year. Yes, the yes, Cubs they are do. their bitch. Seven games over a week and a half span, and the Cubs go one and six against the Diamondbacks. Which you gotta hope the Cubs have one more win than them. This is the week they have got to go five and one bare minimum this week, playing three against the Pirates at home, three against the Rockies at home, because then you go on the road next week playing the Braves and the Brewers. That's a rough way to finish You've it out. you got to get yourself some cushion. Got to get a cushion. The Red Sox not happy with the direction of that team. Fire Kyle Bloom as their chief baseball officer. Eh. Number one, that's a brutal division. Yes, they're probably going to finish last, but they were they were in it for a long stretch, fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, they were. So, but once you have that taste of success like they had when they finally broke through, now the fans expect more and more and more. It's a finicky East Coast crowd. Speaking of expecting more and more, and probably not going to be able to get it. The debate is already raging about how much should you give Shohei Otani now that he has announced that he will hit next year, but because of his elbow surgery will not pitch yep. until at least 2025. Yep, not Tommy John surgery. They won't say what it was, but they, how did they put it? They did something to strengthen up the tendon. But he still will not yeah, pitch at all next year. He still won't pitch at all. They're thinking he's probably going to be back to hit at the start of next year. Probably. There's still no guarantee. I don't see how the you motion of, of swinging a bat doesn't put any kind of strain on an elbow. I've never, I, I didn't understand why he continued to play after the initial injury this year. He's a right hander, right? All the torque. No, he's left. He's a lefty. Is he a lefty? Yeah. In terms of batting. Yeah. Oh, if he bats lefty. Yeah, if he throws right, bats left, the front gets all the torque. So that was kind of stupid. Yeah. See, I don't I just don't understand it. But I am not a doctor. I only play one on a podcast. And then finally, this has got to be the most under the radar fucking news of the week. If I had not stumbled across one minor story, one headline today, as I was doing my last minute prep, this might have slid completely out of our grasp. But it's huge. The Tampa Bay Rays are getting a new stadium. I saw that. Holy crap. $1.2 billion <clears throat> stadium projected to open in 2028 near the Tropicana site in St. Petersburg. <sighs> Why would you put it back in that area? It's difficult to get to. At least it's a new stadium. But it's, again, a terrible it's a location. It's area. Put it in Tampa proper. 
that's where it should be. But yes, at least they're getting a new stadium. So ownership is putting up most of the money. Over 50%, they said. They will pay for over 50% of the cost. Again, projected at $1.2 billion. Much better than we were talking about with Oklahoma City in their oh NBA God. stadium. Yeah. Where they want to pay 5%. Yeah. They didn't want the taxpayers to shell out the other 95%. Yep. Nope, not going to happen, kids. So when we look forward to expansion and to relocation in baseball, I can pretty much guarantee Florida is now off the table. Yeah, Because I can't see the Marlins moving with a brand new stadium. You know, it's only a couple years old. Yeah. So you're going to have to go look at somebody else or – Brand new markets like Salt Lake, Nashville. for example, Charlotte. So we'll see where that goes, but I'm actually happy. The Rays have been a solid franchise. I hate to see a team that plays well move. I hated it when the Expos moved. They were a good team when they yeah. moved out of Canada. So good news. Good news for Tampa. Good news, I think, for baseball. Absolutely. All right. I have a Clint Eastwood badass of the week. I don't All know right. if you do, but I do. I do not. All right. I don't know if you're going to like this or not because it involves hockey and it's not the Blackhawks, but. I can appreciate it. I want to, I just found out about this a couple days ago, and I think this is a completely badass move. The Pittsburgh Penguins, since 2007, did you know that they have their players hand-deliver season tickets to their season ticket holders? That's really damn There's cool. a video out there of Sidney Crosby delivering season tickets in a neighborhood to a season ticket holder. Yeah. That is a classy way to do things. That tells the fans, hey, maybe you don't look at us, you know, with spite and nastiness all the time. When we're booing you and yeah. throwing seafood on the ice and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think that's, that's a badass that's move. That's a classy move. Yeah. I like that. I agree. Um, in terms of media news, before we move on to our moments of silence and a couple dumbasses, <sighs> I still, I hate Max. I hate HBO Max with a passion. They still <laughs> haven't told us about Doom Patrol. October. No, really? You heard? I was going to save it for the weekend edition. Well, this is sports related, though, so I didn't. But Nick, I didn't Nick know. broke it to me last night. He read that it was going to be October. Oh, son of a bitch. Now I got to keep it? God damn it. All right. Well, anyway, Max is adding a sports tier. Oh, for God's sake. For $10 a month. But, but if you're a current subscriber, you, you will get it free. Through February of 2024, Ooh. it's basically the whole BR Live, Bleacher Report Live. Shit that nobody really cares about anyway. Yeah, but they're bringing in, let's put it this way. If you didn't have cable, it would be very nice to have because you will get to see all the TNT, TBS sporting events will bring will be brought in on this tier. Yeah, Is it whatever. worth 10 bucks a month? Yeah. Probably but not. Getting it free for six months, I'll take it. Now with Doom Patrol, <laughs> great. Now I got to keep it. Son of a bitch. All right, moments of silence. Of course, we alluded to this one earlier. 
Martin Truex Jr., his ex-girlfriend, long-documented battle with cancer, ovarian cancer. Sherry Pollux passed away at 44 years old. Um, I will have a follow-up on this, unfortunately, in the dumbass segment. But uh, you can say what you want. You know, they split. You can say, gee, great time. You split up with your girlfriend with cancer. But he was with her for a long time. Yeah. When she'd been diagnosed. It's not like he dumped her the minute they diagnosed her with cancer. Right. Things happen. Life goes on. For some folks, unfortunately, hers was not. Yeah. To continue. Roy Kidd, Hall of Fame college football coach, sixth winningest coach in NCAA history, has passed away. Thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. And then, um, of course, kind of expected because of his bicycle accident a while back, but uh, Buddy Tevens. Yeah. Um, legendary coach, I believe, Dartmouth. Yeah, I believe so. Um, finally passed away. So um, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends in the whole Dartmouth football family. I, be- I Please tell me I'm right on Dartmouth. I know it's one of those Ivy League schools. Um, um, yeah. But I thought that's what I had seen. Let's... Now... We don't have enough dumbasses here to play dumbass or not. And you will not get a bonus segment this week because it looks like we're going to be in good shape. We're going to cover everything in three segments. But tying in, unfortunately, to the death we just mentioned of Sherry Pollux, Martin Truex's ex-partner. I guess you can't call her a girlfriend. I don't know why. But the idiot of all idiots... Danica Patrick had to get on social media and just tear Martin Truex apart. She didn't like the statement that he put out in response to Sherry Pollock's death. So he, she basically said, Martin Truex, I'm paraphrasing here. All right. So do not take this as direct quote. You can look it up on your own, but this is pretty much what she said. Martin Truex is a scumbag, and his post was obviously written by PR people. There is no heart or soul or meaning behind it whatsoever. He's disgusting. Shut up, Danica, you twisted twit. So You dated Mr. Hiawaska. You were almost married to him. What kind of judgment do you show in your life Making choices like that. Yeah, left Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And of course, she's going to say, well, I know what happens in the garage, so I know about Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, and we all know you're an idiot. I'm not saying Martin Truex Jr. comes off as the nicest, most affable guy in the world. But for the love he's of God, he's not I read Mr. His, Gregarious and outgoing. He's very private and personal. I read the statement that he put out. And it was what you would expect. It was very thoughtful, caring. It was not an overpouring of emotion. But that's not who he is. I'm sure he did get help from somebody in PR. 
because he wanted to make sure he worded things the right way so it came off with the right level of honoring her and, and expressing his feelings without going overboard. What's he supposed to post? Oh my God, Sherry's gone. What will I ever do with my life? She was the love of my life for so long. No, you can't be, no. You can't overreact. Sorry. No. Danica's a dumbass. Yes. <sighs> Baylor University. Finally. Finally. Settling the 2016 sex assault lawsuit with the 15 survivors. The 15 women who were sexually assaulted by football players from that program. From 2016. It finally came to a resolution. What the hell took so long? Absolutely well, ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know who you want to call a dumbass here, but to me it sounds like our judicial system. Because again, it takes forever, forever for victims to find justice in this broken-ass, dumb system where it's you have the, appeal upon appeal upon appeal. It's the justice system. And Baylor University for double dumbasses for dragging this on for so damn long. And Baylor, I will say this as a simple <clears throat> bastard that I am. Baylor probably figured they would try to bankrupt the victims oh, yeah. by dragging it out, like you said, and running up their legal bills. Yep. And now they better damn well have to pay the legal bills on top of the other settlements. Agreed. All right, so I have... Believe it or not, we're going to soccer. We're going to the biggest soccer player in the world, Dave. Lionel Messi. You know why we're calling him a dumbass this week? Because he it, plays soccer? Well, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's hundreds and hundreds of people across the globe. Probably thousands of professional people playing the most boring game ever imagined. But no. The reason why he is on the list for Dumbass of the Week is because he's learning from the NBA and the dreaded load management. Oh, God. 18 hours notice before he was supposed to play with Miami up in Atlanta with fans buying messy jerseys, waiting to see him play, he decided to stay back in Miami and rest while his team played in Atlanta. Freaking 18 hours notice. Pansy ass bitch. 18 hours notice. Not cool. Not cool. You do not get to do that shit just coming in to this league. You have got to make the rounds to every stadium before you can even think of pulling this crap. And it's just such a destructive way of thinking that you, the fans here are insignificant. In this case, Atlanta, as with LeBron James in Memphis, never plays in Memphis. He always says, the, the fans in Memphis, insignificant to me. How, what kind of mentality is that? You've been given a gift. You've been given hundreds of millions of dollars. And for you to disregard large segments of the, the fan base for your sport Shameful. Is, is sheer disgusting arrogance and it's why i will always hate lebron james and now well i hated lionel messi before because he plays soccer but 
This just legitimizes it. Hate him a little bit more. Hate him a little bit more for this. Don't hate you kids out there who listen to us each and every week. That's your Uncle Dave. That's your Uncle Kev. We'll be back next week. Check out the weekend edition. Hangover Cure. Talk to you later.